Happy Friday, everybody. Thanks for kicking off your weekend with us here on Undisputed. I'm Jen Hale. Good morning, Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. Good morning, good morning. Day of reckoning is almost here. It is. You know what? <laughs> you, you smell something? I'm long for the Cowboys. I'm smelling an NFC championship game for the Dallas Cowboys for the first time in 27 years. Wait, wait. I smell something else. I, I'm, I'm smelling a Cowboy Super Bowl out there somewhere. Can you smell that? It's distant. But nah, I, with all the rain that came in, right? We wiped out all, all the seats in there. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. Okay. All right. Keep on. Let's yeah. dive in, guys. We've got a ton to talk about with that game and the other ones unfolding this weekend. We will start, though. With the Cowboys' trip to San Francisco, Dak and Skip's team, three-and-a-half-point underdogs, according to Fox Bet Sportsbook. Shannon, we have been picking this matchup apart all week. Final prediction, who wins? Uh, I'm going to take the 49ers in a very close ball game. I think both teams have very good offenses, very good defenses. I'll give the slight edge to Dak uh, at the quarterback position. A slight? Slight edge. Uh, I don't think he'll play as well uh, on Sunday. Um, as he played on uh, Monday night. Um, and I think the 49ers skill position players are a little better. When you do the totality of Debo, Ayu, Jennings, uh, Kittle, McCaffrey, mm-hmm. I think that group is a little better than the Cowboys group. I think the offensive line is a push. I think the defenses are a push. Uh, both have outstanding young players. Uh, you look at Fred Warner, who's a little older player, uh, but he's still in his prime. You look at Diggs, you look at Parsons, you look at Bosa. So, Skip, I think the defenses are probably a push. Um, I think the uh, the slight edge to Dak in the quarterback position, although Purdy over the last five to six games have played better than Dak in the totality. But I do think Dak is a better, given his body of work, think he's a little better quarterback. So I think it's going to be a very, very close ball game. I like the matchup. Kyle Shanahan, Dan Quinn. Kyle was the offensive coordinator under Dan Quinn in Atlanta. They did have some success. They went to a Super Bowl. They did blow a 23, uh, 28-3 lead. Kyle knows him. Dan Quinn knows Kyle. So it's going to come down on that particular day. Who can come up with the one play or the one defense or the one offensive set that the other t- the other party hadn't seen and been able to exploit that and make the one big play? So I took the, uh, uh, the 49ers in a very, very close ball game. I say 23-20, 49ers prevail and move on to the NFC Championship. 23-20. Yes. By the way, quick comment before I launch on this. Okay. I just saw that video, which I hadn't seen before. You realize that's Charles Haley dapping up Mike McCarthy? I never thought I'd see the day. Oh, I, I didn't see I, I, I think I, I it was. I, oh, that I, is. That that's is Charles Haley. Haley. That's, that's Haley. my man. Yeah. yeah. That's Charles Haley. Yeah. Five Super Bowl rings. Yeah. What? Yeah, that's him. What? <laughs> well, what are you doing, Charles? <laughs> well, I guess he's blessing him somehow, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, well, Charles you know, Haley was the ultimate winner to me. Oh, Ooh, he was. Yeah, he was a hell of a player. He wasn't just a winner. He, <laughs> I mean, he changed the dynamic well, in the NFC for a minute. All right. Speaking of Charles Haley, acquired by Jerry Jones mm-hmm. out of nowhere just before the season started in 1992, who was the catalyst and difference maker that turned a two-young Cowboy team into a Super Bowl champion. Right. I'm about to tell you why my Dallas Cowboys are going to win this game at San Francisco just the way his team won at San Francisco back at the end of the 92 season by the very same score, 30 to 20. Those Cowboys broke through when nobody saw it coming. They went out and they beat Steve Young and Jerry Rice at their own game. They outscored them 30 to 20. This was at Candlestick, Mm -hmm. obviously, as opposed to Levi. But it was still at San Francisco. 
Nobody saw it coming. Nobody believed the Cowboys could beat the juggernaut that, that was the 49ers. And they shocked the NFL world that day, 30 to 20 on the way to a Super Bowl that they would win easily because Jimmy just announced to the team the first day they came back, we are going to beat the Buffalo Bills because right. it's a done deal because right. we're just better than they are. Right. Okay, well, it's possible if the Giants beat the Eagles, which I think is highly possible, we're about to talk about that in just a moment, Mm -hmm. that my Cowboys would then go on to an NFC Championship game at home over a team that they should beat to get to a Super Bowl against probably another team they shouldn't beat. But that remains to be seen. Here's the point about my Cowboys. All year long, I, I have told you again and again and again, this team is different because this team has legit firepower and star power. And I told you it flexed its firepower again and again, sort of early in the season into the middle of the season, because I'm going to remind you of 40 to three at Minnesota. I'm going to remind you of 33 to nothing in the fourth quarter, albeit against the Colts, but 33 to nothing is firepower. I'm going to remind you 40 points. They hung on the Eagles defense, albeit against Gardner Minshew as the opposing quarterback, but still he didn't play defense, and that day they scored 40 yep. on the Eagles' defense. And I'm going to remind you that my team did beat Cincinnati and did beat the Giants twice, and those are all very impressive. But my team took foot off gas down the stretch, and it was pathetic to watch. It was horrifying to watch, and it gave me pause until CD kept saying, no, watch, we're going to flip the switch. Well, did they ever on Monday night? They you, flipped it. Are you for a bad team? Okay, you, you, I give you that. But that guy who plays quarterback for the other team is something, he's a force to be reckoned with in games like this. And we attacked him right out of the box and we destroyed him. And we destroyed his team just the way I told you. The first words out of my mouth were, we did what we should have done. But how many times has my team not done what right. it should have done? Right. How many times right. have they done cowboy things, as yes. you say? How many times have they played down to the level of the competition? This was Monday Night Football against a quarterback who was 7-0 and against them, a team that had not won a road playoff game in 30 freaking years. Think about that. In 30 years, wearing the navy blue jerseys in which they had never, ever won a road playoff game because they are jinxed. And trust me, I lived through the early parts <laughs> of that jinx. All of that working against them all the way down to they were one and four this year on grass because they can't rush the passer on grass the way they can on turf. And what happened, Mr. Sharp? A tour de force happened. It was flexing Super Bowl firepower on Monday Night Football for all the world to see, and maybe Cowboy Nation overreacted. Maybe the whole nation overreacted, but but I don't think so. I, I think you saw what you saw, and I think you came in the next day saying, man, I don't know. That yeah. that looked pretty great to right. me, right? They did that against a bad team, but if they okay. played that way, the way yes. they attacked the quarterback yes. and the way they moved the ball against a good, they still have an excellent chance. But okay. I like to think that the 49ers are a better team because we okay. saw the 49ers do a demolition job that I, I was more it. severe than what hey, the Cowboys did on a Monday night. They're a juggernaut. They are a juggernaut. They are loaded. And I, I will give you, if you start breaking it down position by position, you say, oh, God, the 49ers this and the 49ers that. Dak Prescott, you have said, has been middle of the pack Dak for most of his career. He is now at the end of his seventh season in this league. And you keep saying body of work. What does it tell you? It tells you... He's a little above average, right? Mm -hmm. He had the game of his life 
at GOAT on Monday night. It felt like, weirdly, he came of age late in his career. Like at the end of year seven, he did what Matt Stafford did last year. I'm going to remind you, Matt Stafford a year ago was at the end of year 13. Mm -hmm. Think about that, 13. Where had he been all those years? He'd been lost in Detroit. Yes. What had he been in Detroit? A turnover machine. Mm -hmm. He could spin it. He could wing it. He had a sensational arm. In fact, some people thought he had the best arm in all of pro football, including Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes and Josh Mm -hmm. Allen's and all their all their their arms. And yet what happened last year? I don't know. The little light went off in the back of the psyche. Maybe thanks to Sean McVay putting him in his comfort zone. And all of a sudden, Matt Stafford did lead the league in interceptions last year. So did our guy, right? Tied for the lead. Yep. And, and had 15 and only 12 games. Right. Pretty horrifying. B- bad signs everywhere. But all of a sudden, Matt Stafford in the playoffs took off last year and played just cleanly enough, albeit throwing the, the potential interception to Tart that hit him right in the hands. He's the no longer 49. He, all they had to do was catch it. All they had to do is catch it. He's no longer 49. Right. Dak played not only the game of his life, but he played the kind of game that can launch a quarterback yeah. through the tournament, yeah. right? Yeah. And I love that about it, and I'm going to cling to that, and I'm going to believe that he will play close to that. He had a QBR of 97 right. in that game, for those who know, 0 to 100. It, it's just off the charts th- great. If you think about it, Skip, if you look at the difference in the game on Monday night, when Tom Brady made that mistake, a curse could have easily dropped it. Could and have. now you get another opportunity. I agree. But you, they made him pay the ultimate price. What Tart, you mentioned in the championship game, he didn't make Stafford pay the ultimate price because if didn't. he makes that pick, it's over. The game's over. I There's agree. no more time to go. And so now all yep. of a sudden the 49ers are going to the Super Bowl I, instead of the okay. Rams. I got it. You're right. And if Brady gets like one more ounce on the ball and yeah. it barely is off his fingertips out of bounds right. off the end line, Okay, we might be having a different conversation because right. they were about to go up seven to right. six because of I'm going to get to my kicker in just a minute. Hope he doesn't kick me right in the stomach. But the point is, I've told you this all along. In the biggest of games, I like my team a little better on the road than at home. The, the home scares me because it's Jerry world. It's Jerry's palace. It belongs to Jerry more than the team. It belongs to the world more than the Dallas Cowboys. It doesn't have a great home field advantage feeling to me. It's not like a place, oh, uh, we dread going there because nobody dreads going there because everybody goes there to play college championship games and Final Fours and fights yeah, and, 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 and concerts, yeah. right? They have it all there. They do. So it's the world stage, and it's not really theirs. Mm-hmm. And it will scare me a little bit if they do wind up playing a home playoff game for the NFC Championship game. But I'm ahead of myself. I'm just telling you, I'm – Very content this game is at San Francisco because that game was at Tampa. Right. And we went down there and didn't bat an eye. Right. And this game is at a place where we have a long history of playing very well. Mm -hmm. I know we lost the catch game there, but we won this game in 1992. And we've won other big games there. My point is, I I don't dread this at all. In fact, I look forward to the, the opportunity to go to play them at their place. All right. Now, here's my biggest points to you. A year ago, in the first round of the playoffs, this team, with Jimmy G at quarterback, came to my place. And my team was not ready to play because my my coach is the opposite of a motivator. Lately, he's not been getting in the way, and they've been motivating themselves. They need external motivation. They need pressure. They need fear factor of, 
oh my God, we're on Monday night football. We might get embarrassed by the GOAT who's 7-0 against us. That, that's what motivates my team. This is an oh my God game. We're going to San Francisco. They've won, what's in a row? I've lost track. Are they 11? Yeah. Yeah, they've won 11 straight games, and, and they got, you talk about firepower, they got it at, to your points. They have it everywhere except quarterback, and I'm going to get to that in just a moment. But last year it was Garoppolo, who has a history of playing pretty big in big games. Well, he played pretty well in this game. But here's who didn't play well. Everybody I needed to play well did not. And I'm going to tell you, this, I'm going to give you, the blueprint here, the metallic blueprint for how you go beat San Francisco at San Francisco. What happened against San Francisco a year ago? Well, I look up and we're down 23 to seven. What? We didn't show up. We went into the fourth quarter. Heck, with nine minutes left in the game, we were still down 23 to seven. And we managed to fight back to, what was it, 23 to uh, 16. 16. Yeah, 16 it ended. Okay. But here's what happened. As usual, they, they tried to blast Zeke up the middle. So he he tries 12 times and gets a grand total of 31 yards. If they keep trying to do that, we're going to lose this game because the star has emerged, and that is Tony Pollard. And I told you yesterday, and we can fight about this, and we'll, we'll see because the, the proof will be in the pudding on Sunday. But I believe that Tony Pollard is a little better than Christian McCaffrey just because he's a little more explosive because he's a little bit faster. So what did he do last year? Help me out. He was... He, he was non-existent in the offense. He got four, four carries for 14 yards. Well, you can't do that or you're going to lose. Mm -hmm. And he caught, where is Tony Pollard? He caught two balls for a grand total of 12 yards. You can't do that or you're going to lose. What happened to C.D. Lamb last year? Well, if you can explain this to me, you're way ahead of me because they threw him five balls, but they only got him one catch. It, it did go for 21 yards, but that's it. He got one ball for 21 yards in that game last year. Dalton Schultz. I he caught one pass for five yards. Are you sure it was 21? Um, that's what this says. One for 21. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't know. Are you thinking of another game maybe? No, I thought he had. I okay. thought it was just. I've got the, the box from last year. He's one for 21. Okay. Okay. But the point is um, Dalton Schultz, mm -hmm. he, he's the security blanket. He did what he usually does. He caught seven balls for 89 yards. So that was good. But that's when in doubt, Dak just goes to 86, right? Yes. Okay. So then my oh Micah, 11 from heaven. What did he do in this game last year? Again, he was a raw rookie, but it was his first playoff game. <sighs> he did have nine tackles. I'll give him that. But he had zero sacks, zero pressures, zero hits on the quarterback. Right. Okay, you're going to lose, right? right? The, those are that's it for me. As long me. as he's not tackling the quarterback or the running back in the backfield, we're fine. He can okay. have 20 tackles. You, you can have a bit down the field. I, I agree. Dak's QBR for this game was 32. So 97 at Tampa, right. 32 in this game. What's going to happen? You're going to be behind 23 to 7 mm -hmm. because your stars didn't star. Nobody flexed. Nobody. There, there's nothing in here that shows you that, that anybody I needed to rise and shine this Sunday right. rose and shone last year. None of them did. And yet it, it still came down to a late, you can call it empty calorie rally. You can call it a garbage time rally. But all of a sudden, Dak just sort of heaved a sigh and started heaving footballs to the right people at the right time. And here they came. And you remember how it ended. Dak took off on a 17-yard run. If we could please see this. He goes for 17 up the middle. But you got to get down faster because it's tick, 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 tick. And... They just, I'm not going to blast the poor, what was he, the headlinesman? No, he's the umpire. Umpire, he's that the umpire. Yeah, he just couldn't get there. And, and 
Dak just ran too far. He ran about yeah, five yards exactly. too far. That's the problem, and he couldn't get through the offensive lineman, and we didn't get the snap off. So we got the ball down to the 24, and you could have had a mini Hail Mary heave yeah. to no, win the game. You could have, have a good throw in the end yeah, zone. Um, yeah. That's what I'm saying. You, you would have a shot that the umpire can't quite get through to get set. And it was very close. It was like a split second yes. that they couldn't get it snapped, but they didn't get it right. snapped. So he didn't get the one throw that could have and, – and I told you the next day – that would have been a stolen game. You would have right. stole that because you didn't deserve to win it because of the numbers I just right. gave you. Okay, so Tony Pollard has to be, be put in the position to be a star. CeeDee Lamb has to be put in the position to be a star. Remember, big targets last year went to Amari Cooper, 10 targets, and Cedric Wilson got 10 targets. Well, they're gone, obviously. Right. So now it has to be CD and Dalton Schultz and T.Y. Hilton. I, I've called him a godsend. Maybe I overstated it. Maybe I put too much pressure on him. But he's made four Pro Bowls. Dak already trusts him because you know and I know he's going to be where he's supposed to be when right. he's supposed to be there. But, but I think the biggest thing is, Skip, is that what Kyle Shanahan will do, he does a great job of putting – Trayvon Diggs doesn't like to tackle. Well, that's going to be a problem no. you got Debo. That's going to be a problem when you play the 49ers because what do they do, Skip? They're so good run after the catch. Every last one of their receivers is outstanding at run after the catch. Yep. Debo might be one of the top two or three with okay. run after the catch. All right. You look at the running game, the, skid, the way they do it schematically. Yep. They put a lot of people in space. They do a lot of movement, and they're not afraid to hand the ball to Debo, Ayuk, Jennings. It they're does not. not matter. I agree. They'll even run the tight end around. They'll hand the ball to, to Kittle. Okay. Kittle is an extra offensive lineman when he's not going out for a pass. He's outstanding. He you is. check. It's mm-hmm. unbelievable at blocking. He is. And so now, so what do you do? They're going to try to find, they're going to move uh, uh, Michael Parsons up and down the line. But yep. I know one place he's not going to stop is on the, on the right, the defensive right side, the offensive left side, and that's Big Trent. Although he said two days ago, I welcome the challenge. What? I'm okay. sure Trent, that, that's, right. why he, that's why Trent's the highest paid offensive line yep. in football is because his job is to neutralize what, whoever that it may be, be it uh, uh, Miles Garrett, be it Khalil Mack, be it Michael yep. Parsons. Okay. So I think the thing is, Skip, what does – how does Cal uh, uh, – how does uh, Dan Quinn – what does he do to neutralize what Cal is trying to do, which is to get his playmakers in space, knowing that some of his guys are not outstanding tacklers or do not want to tackle in certain situations? So that's going to be the key. You better get them down, Skip. When they mm-hmm. catch the ball for six yards, yep. it better be six yards okay. and not 16. All right. Last year at Jerry World. They rushed for 169 yards to our 77. Right. They more than doubled our rush Correct. total. You're going to lose yes. if that happens again. That's the, the formula for disaster is that, getting doubled in rush yards. And some of them are, are run after contact yes. yards because they're hard to get on the ground. Right. Last year, the turnovers were one-to-one on an interception by each quarterback. Well, you, you, can, live you can live with, with that, that, okay? But – the time of possession last year was 34 minutes for Jimmy G's offense to 26 minutes for Dax. You're going to lose. You have to flip that script. Right. We have to control the ball 34 minutes by, if you want to do it by possession passes, converting on third down, a lot of Tony Pollard, maybe a little bit of Zeke here and there to convert third downs. You have to keep the ball away from them because they are too explosive. Well, third down conversion is going to yep. be key. I think yep. that's going to be the biggest key in the game, Skip. You look who, who has the 50% or close to the 50% or higher, that's who's going to win the game because now you keep the opposing team's offense off the field because I think the thing is you don't want either offense to get into a rhythm yep. because they can get on the roll on you and go get your 35 because we saw what the Cowboys did and we saw what the 49ers did against Seattle once they got going, Skip. Okay. They just, 
boom. The game okay. was still like Seattle had a lead, and the next day, you know, boom, 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 and okay. it's forty-one, it's forty-one to seventeen at one point. I got it. Now to the biggest X factor in this game for me, as beautifully, brilliantly as he's played so far, Brock Purdy is still the last yeah. pick in the draft, <laughs> and he's still playing in his first year, and he's played six games, and he's six and zero, oh, and he's been Joe Montana Jr., but he's only played six games. And as Micah keeps saying all week, he hasn't seen us yet. And I love that because that's the God's truth. He hasn't seen this defense, and he hasn't felt this kind of heat because they will bring some heat and maybe some pain to him that he has not experienced. And what I've told you, I watched him for four years at Iowa State. He's not careful. He's a gunslinger. Mm -hmm. And it's a scary combination to have a rookie gunslinger. He's not a game manager. He doesn't know how to manage a game because it's not in his DNA to manage. It's in his DNA to be cocky, have some swag, and to fling it. And sometimes it's a pass and a prayer. And he's going to throw you two or three that you can catch if you're ready to. It's almost like the old Brett Favre syndrome, Mm -hmm. but he's not obviously Brett Favre. But that's how he plays football. And Kyle and John Lynch have encouraged that. Just go because they say he's unfazed. Well, yeah, he's unfazed until he gets phased. And then if he throws it to you two or three times, let's see how phased he starts to look. I think the thing is, Skip, the the comparable offense that I can see, um, but I think this offense a little better is Jacksonville. And you see how Jacksonville, once they got their rhythm, they went up and down the field on your team. Yep. Now, obviously, the quarterback is a lot different. But you look at the skill position. You look at ATN, the success he had. Now you got Christian McCaffrey. You look at those receivers. Zay Jones had a monster day against him. Marvin Jones, Christian Kirk, yep. Evan Ingram. Mm-hmm. That's a very similar t- as far as weaponry. Mm-hmm. Now, I think, the obviously, the quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. But you see, once they got their rhythm, they went up and down the field on your team because you had a 27-10 lead. We did. And they went and got you. But I'm hanging on to the 27-10 <laughs> because that was Super Bowl-style firepower yes. against a good team at their place. But you, okay. you do realize how they – now, how did you get – now, how did it end up coming back if you got a Super Bowl team? Your defense. Okay. They went and got, they went and got what, uh, 20 points against your defense. Right. But my defense led the NFL in takeaways, and yes. I believe it will take it away. Okay. I believe that Brock Purdy is good for at least two turnovers, and I believe my defense is good for three. Mm -hmm. I believe Dak's offense is good for only one turnover. I I think he'll play a relatively clean. I'll I'll give Dak one interception. Oh, that's it? Okay, three to one. That's it, That's the formula. That's it. Three to one. Now, your guy was pretty high. 30 to 20. Your guy was pretty high on that turnover meter also. He was until Monday night. Yeah, okay. Okay, that's what I We just took off. Is that an aberration? Because I saw seven straight games where he had at least one. Nope. This is going to be a trend through this tournament. (laughs) Okay. And by the way, my kicker obviously did kick me in the – Talk about that. They said that yesterday he became money maher again and started nailing kicks. Again, nobody's out there. It's practice. Then you'll go again with practice. practice. Remember that walkthrough y'all had? No, no, no. You remember that walkthrough? Okay, but they said he did get it back a little bit, and I'm going to trust that, and I don't want to see Tristan Vizcaino in the game on Sunday at San Francisco. I still don't know why he was added. Listen, Money Maher didn't have a good year. He had a great year. I believe he will get it back, and I believe he will be dependable enough to make extra points and a couple of field goals because we will need them. But we will slowly but surely show you we're just that good. I think my team is still being underrated and underestimated. That's what I believe. And I think you will come in here Monday and tell me, you know what? Once again, you were right. That's what you'll tell me on Monday. And then when you lose, you go go blame Mike McCarthy. 
You go ask for Jerry to do Well, to it depends how I lose. Nah, I, don't, depend, lose, so I, lose. I don't even want to talk about it because it's not going to happen. It is going to happen. We got this. I guarantee it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Monday morning is going to be an awful lot of it's fun be for two of us. Absolutely Jen. miserable for one of us. I agree. Can Purdy keep his poise and oh, which Purdy. defense gets takeaways? I think that's good. what this yeah, game yeah, comes down good. to. When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place, whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this, crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right, Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me, that's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo? To that epic trip, that adventure? My boys, my ride or dies, my crew, ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are the biggest favorites of this weekend. They come in at eight and a half point favorites. They will face off against the surging Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars. That huge comeback win last weekend. But KC did already beat the Jags earlier this season, 27-17. Now it's round two. Shannon, who wins this one? I took the Chiefs, but Skip, I don't think that I don't think they're going to cover. Um, the Jags are a lot different team than they were when they faced them um, a few months back. Um, and the, ja- the Jags have confidence that they can come, da- come back from any deficit. We've seen them come back from nine against the Ravens and win, 17 against the Raiders, 10 against the Cowboys, 10 against the Titans, 27 against the Chargers. But the Chiefs, I believe, are, are a different animal. What, they're 8-2 and two in their last 10 games. One of those two losses came at Arrowhead in week 10, 27-20. Uh, 27-17, excuse me. And the Chiefs had almost 500 yards of offense with three turnovers. Um, they're going to have to do a better job of protecting the football this go-around. I believe they do that. And, Skip, I think that and, and Patrick said it. Uh, he said, I'm expecting a much different version of the Jags than what we saw then. They're a much better team. They're a much more confident team. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think their confidence was kind of a little waning a little bit. And once you start to have success, you start to believe, and you go out there with an expectation of winning. And I, I do believe that they expect what Dougie P has been able to do for this team and the confidence that he's instilled in this team, they're going to be, they're going to be a lot better. And, and this year, when offense was, when scoring was down, the Chiefs led the league in scoring, and they scored their most points since 2018. Yep. That just goes to show you the greatness of this of Patrick Mahomes and this offense. And Andy Skip, we know what Andy does when he has an extra week to prepare for you. 
he normally is unbeatable in this situation. So I'm going to take the Chiefs in another high-scoring game. I'm going to say Chiefs 31, Jags 27. Okay, but you do have a big cover there because it's eight and one half. No, that ain't no cover. 31, 27. Uh, no, I'm saying the, the, the Jags. Oh, yeah, yeah, cover, the Jags right? covering. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you think it's close? I do. I think this is going to be too close for comfort for you on Monday morning when we return to these chairs. <laughs> you are all about my homeboy. I think he's going down. I'm going Jaguars. Ah, upset. I'm going Trevor Lawrence just because there's something about him. We keep talking about quarterbacks who are coming of age right before your very eyes. Well, he's the most gifted of all of them. Mm -hmm. He's right up there with Mahomes or Josh Allen, whoever you want to throw in there, because he's (laughs) 6'6", 230-ish. Yes. He can also run with it. Yes. He can really throw it. And he has a weird sort of arrogance about him that comes from the fact that we went back and forth debating before the draft. He, he didn't really prioritize football in his life. He talked about how the other things just as important, if not more important than football. Mm-hmm. You've made the point that it seems like lately football has become his priority. Yes. But I don't think it's be all and end all for him, which is why he doesn't put too much pressure on himself for games like this. And after he threw four interceptions against the Chargers, most kids would just come completely unglued and go in the proverbial tank. Yes. He did not. He did just the opposite. He was like merciless, cold-blooded assassin, and they didn't get handed any party gifts at all. Right. There was nothing. It, nothing was handed to him. Right. He just said, no, I, I, I got this. The Chargers didn't give them turnovers. No, uh-uh, not at all. I got this. I got this. And he just tracked them down. It, it was some cold-blooded football killing to me by a quarterback. Where he just kept saying, "Well, I, I, I'm I'm just fine because I, I'm I'm better than you." Right. And I do have Zay Jones, and I do have Etn behind me, and I got Christian Kirk, and I got Marvin Jones, and I got Evan Ingram. I don't know what I, he's like a blast from the past, yeah. but he's come way back to yes. life. And that team is a dynamo team. It's a buzzsaw team. I got to watch it up close and personal that day against my Cowboys when it looked like we had flexed our Super Bowl star power and firepower and we're up 27 to 10 and you know the rest of the story. Well, they you just made you just listed. They've been doing it to everybody. Yep. They've done it six straight times. They have won their last six games. And if you just look at Pro Football Focus grades over those six that six game stretch they're grading this guy fifth best in the league, and they're over the same stretch. Patrick is, is graded ninth. He's been pretty good, right. but, but just pretty good. And now we're back to Andy Reid is invincible, unbeatable, coming off two weeks. And they did get two weeks, so they're going to be healthy and happy and all, all the above. And it's at a place that's a hard place to win because you is. know it very well. Mm-hmm. But you won there, right? I did. I did, absolutely. You won several times I won a lot of games there, okay. yeah. So it's doable. Yes. I saw Joe Burrow go in there and win a game. And the beauty of this match for this for number 16 in the white jersey over here right. is that he, he got to go there. Right. In his second year, he got to go and see it and feel it. And, mm-hmm. and yep, Kansas City was better that day. Yeah. 27 to 17. But he did some good things. Right. Patrick did some great things in that game. And yet 16 knows I, I, I was okay up there. You know, I, I did okay up there. And I think their team is going to go in there with high confidence because 
they've been coming back on good football teams. Yeah. The Chargers. I mean, the, the, uh, Ravens, yeah. the Ravens are a playoff team. The yeah. Cowboys are yeah. a playoff team. Yeah. They knocked the Titans out of the they playoffs. Did. And the Chargers were a playoff team. They were. So it's not like yeah. they were just coming back teams that was like – Seven and ten. Yeah, these are really good teams. That I mean, they beat. you, you love the Chargers before the yeah. season because you should have because they're good. Yeah, they got they got a lot of talent. I'm not a big fan of the head coach, yeah. and he's still there, and that's their problem. Mm-hmm. But there's something that's missing in the the intangible category with the head coach and the quarterback. Right. But but they're capable. Oh and, yeah. And <laughs> if you spot them. 27 to nothing. That should be more than enough. You would think so, but it wasn't because these guys exploded on them. And it it was, it looked to me like weirdly effortless where to me, they announced their coming of age where they said, no, no, we're, we're this good. Right. So I don't think Kansas city is great on defense because they're they're just not. They would give, I mean, they give up, um, they were giving up 24 points before the bye week eight, and then now they give up five fewer points, which is 19. So, yep. you know, they're not great, but they did sack, they did sack Lawrence five times got last time. Chris Jones had an outstanding he game. He did, and he's, he's big time. Yes. He is the key to this game. Yes. Can you keep him upright and, and fairly clean? And I think they'll do a better job of it because, look, I, I'm still unsure how Doug Peterson got fired in Philadelphia. I'm unsure because he won the Super Bowl yeah. with the backup quarterback. How would he pull the fast one uh, on him? Well, I guess he did. I, <laughs> I still don't get it. And I, I got nothing against Nick Sirianni because yeah. Jalen Hurts has changed life. And yes. it, it went in a great new direction. I got might, it. And Sirianni might be coach of the year. He just might be. But the point is, Doug Peterson is really good he at is. what he does. And I think he's put that young man in a new comfort zone where he's like, Okay, okay, I got it. And it's the same thing with Brian Dayball. You, you take a young quarterback and you whisper him into the right places where, hey, you, you realize you're really good at this. Right. You, you get this? Now, he's had a foot problem. They keep listing him as questionable every week. But, but he, Yeah, because he, he keeps foot, putting foot. I know, he's, he's kicking people so hard <laughs> yeah. in the butt that, that he's hurting. You got your cowboy. You got your started off with, well, start with the Ravens and uh, then the Raiders and then yep. got your Cowboys. Okay. I just think he can move the football up and down the field against Kansas City. I think he can match Patrick throw for throw right. and play for play. Not spectacular play for play because he doesn't do spectacular. He just makes plays. Right. And he's so he's so gifted, it looks to me kind of effortless. Right. I think the thing is, Skip, the, the thing when you play Mahomes, you know you're going to have to score. Sure. But you can't settle for threes. you got to score no, seven. you have to score. And Doug Peterson is a go for it. Oh, guy. oh yeah, he, oh you know Dougie P gonna go for it. Hey, the the Philly, the fourth down on the Philly shuffle. I mean the Philly special, excuse yeah, me. Yeah. And then last week to to put the game, hey, no, nah, yeah, we going for it. Yeah, and that play that he called on fourth and one yeah. that went for twenty five yards. It's it's the old. It's it's just the T formation to me. And and they just said we're gonna line up in T. We're gonna put Etienne at left right. halfback, and and he's gonna follow the two back blockers to the right, and he's going to get the edge, and he went for 25 yards and set up the, the game. Game-winning field goal, yep. Well, that was from Dougie P, and there was a game earlier where he just went for two to win the game. Just the Jones against the Ravens. He just said, no, I'm, we're going to yeah, go yeah, for we, the yeah, throw. We got, yeah, we okay. got, the, we got the momentum. Right. We're going for it. Okay, so their confidence is, is rising to the point. They're a very dangerous foe, wrong place, right time for them mm-hmm. at, at Arrowhead. Yeah. So I, I – I smell the upset here. I'm going to go 30 to 29, some shootout, crazy, okay. wild ending. 
kickers involved. Right. But I'm going to go 30 to 29 visiting team right. Jaguars. We're both going high score and we just got different teams winning. We got different teams winning, yet you, you are acknowledging this is going to be a battle. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing, there, there's no blowout no, potential. No, nah, ain't no covering yeah. no eight and a half. No, I, I'm with you, except I got the score reversed. That's okay. But for your sake, I hope my homeboy's still in the playoffs come Monday. Oh, he will be. Uh-huh. He ain't going nowhere. Yeah. Have you ever known him not to make to the AFC Championship game? No, but I've okay. known him to lose several okay. AFC Championship games. He was a baby then. First of all, he was a baby. Last year, he, he was baby. not a baby. He just got out the bottle. He just yeah. got the bottle. He couldn't even walk straight. Well, was he still a baby last year and Joe Burrow baby? He was in a, he was in a walker. He was in a walker when he lost to Tom Brady. Really? Okay. Bro, Burrow got him. Burrow got him. Good. Yeah. 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 I'm afraid Trevor Lawrence is going to announce to the world, I have arrived. Oh, yeah, we don't we don't do no more announcements. <laughs> you already know who we are. He's already there. Yeah, we already here. We hear you. <laughs> okay, for your sake, I hope that team is still alive come Monday. We're gonna be alive. Where yeah. we going? Yeah, because I hope you show up Monday. Oh, I'll be here. Uh-huh. I might be in Kansas City. Depending on who wins <laughs> and who loses, you two better keep your phones on <laughs> this weekend. He, he, no, he, don't, he don't have no call. He pretend like well, I was on the I was on the treadmill. I gonna try to do. I was on the treadmill. You I need, you need something. Yeah, I call. Yeah, I need something. I, I need you to answer the phone. That's what I need. Yeah. Every time I've tried to answer the phone on the treadmill, I've wiped out. <laughs> yeah, don't do that, Skip. No. Please. We need you here. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life from gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges. Therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com dot com slash undisputed pod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash undisputed pod. Your mental health journey begins here. Deion Sanders. Ooh, he's not wasting any time out on that recruiting trail. Now the Colorado head coach and he is racking up the recruits. Yesterday, Five-star cornerback Cormani McLean decided to change his commitment from Miami to Colorado. This is the highest-ranked high school prospect to sign with Colorado since 2006, a big feather in Dion's cap. Shannon, put this in perspective for us. What does it mean for college football? Well, he's off to a, a flying start, Skip. Uh, time is a great – he's a great recruiter. He's a great talker. He's a great communicator. He's able to go into – young men uh, homes and talk to their moms, dad, and grandpa- uh, uh, grandparents and says, okay, this is what I see for your son. Um, he's up front with them, letting them know, hey, we're not giving you, we're not, you're not assured a spot. If you come in here and play, you're going to play. 
the second year in a row, remember last year, Skip, he flipped Travis Hunter? He did. Got him to come to Jackson State when he was headed to Florida State. Yep. He gets this kid to come to see you when he was headed to Miami. And both of these guys play DB. And what he said, Skip, I played DB. Coach Prime is the best DB. I want to be in the same shoes, the same predicament, gold jacket, everything. <laughs> get, get coached by the best DB. Why not? Tom understands that, you know, getting skilled players is great. But you win, O-line, D-line. You look at Georgia, you look at Alabama, you look at the teams that year in and year out skip, that's where they dominate. And he knows it's going to take him some time, but he has to get those guys. But he's off to a great start. I'm happy for him. Hopefully uh, he has great success early on because the more success you have, Skip, the easier it is going to be convinced guys to come. But this is a great, I mean, you know, he's gotten 20 transfers, 18 prospects signed early. He even flipped a four-star running back that was headed to Notre Dame. He did. Got him to come to see you. Yep. So I'm, ha- I'm happy for my brother. I don't know how much they're paying him exactly. Maybe you do, no. but it's not enough. <laughs> seriously, seriously. And I don't know how much budget they gave him, but it'll be worth every penny of what, and I know one of the regions was having a hard time with what are we doing here. Right. What you're doing here is turning your football program com- completely around. You were one and eleven last year. Yes. One and eleven. You were at the bottom of the pack. What are they pack now? 12. Twelve. Pack yeah. twelve. I keep saying pack ten. Pack twelve conference. <sighs> this is shockingly great mm-hmm. to me because all of a sudden, what you have here, you have the greatest cornerback ever, yep. and it's not even close. Coaching <clears throat> the best cornerback tandem in college football, I'm pretty sure, because Travis Hunter is a flat-out stud, and I got to watch him this past year as a college player at Jackson State. He might be a better receiver than he is a DB. Obviously, Deion's son has also transferred with him, Shadur, and Shadur's throwing it to Travis Hunter, and I'm like, they're unstoppable. Well, there's going to be times that these two kids are going to be unstoppable. They might both play receiver because the other kid, Cormani, played receiver for a while until they made him a DB. Right. But they're, they're just sensationally talented, mm-hmm. and they're going to be coached by the guy who knows the position better than anybody. Right. What do you think is going to start happening? Really good things. Yes. I know Jimmy Johnson, first time I ever sat down with him, he said you win in football with people who can rush the passer and people who can cover. Mm-hmm. And that you start with that. So I don't know who rushes the passer. To right. your point, you, you're going to have to get yeah, you to get, get okay. to be lying and old lineman protective. All right. To flip this kid on top of that kid, it's such a start because nobody's going to have more talent at those two positions right. or be better coached yes. than those two kids right. will be. And I think they're both big. I look, I was just watching the videos last night of Cormani McLean. He doesn't have his man body yet because he's a little slender. Yes. He's just 165, but he's 6'2". Mm-hmm. So he's got a, oh, he can grow into that. Hey, he will grow yeah. into that. Yeah. He can fly and he can move. Mm-hmm. And, and you want to talk about ball skills? Whew. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, th- 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 this is on the map kind mm-hmm. of signings where y- y- you've got this, Dion. Yeah. You're on, and, and you know him better. I, I covered him and got to know mm-hmm. him a little bit. But the point was, I could have never seen him being a coach because he's, he's like, he's a superstar. And most superstars don't want to have to work this hard. This is hard work, Or man. have the patience. That's what I'm saying. They this have the patience, patience to do things. I mean, because like I said, Skipper, you got to think about how it looked easy. Yeah. But, I under, but I know how hard he worked and how hard he studied. And now the guys you're coaching are never going to be as talented as you. 
Mm-mm. I mean, you coach, you coach a 50 year, uh-huh. you coach 50 year. Uh, hey, <laughs> hey, but these two kids are about as close as you're yeah. going to get. So, but, yeah. but and, and so I think the thing is, Skip, the thing that he can do really well, he can really communicate. And it's and yeah, he can coach, but it's about life lessons because he wants these guys yeah. to be something just in case football doesn't come. Can I teach you to be a great son? Can I teach you to be a great husband? Can I Beautiful. teach you to be great? And right. other aspects Which is why of your life he wants to stay football. coaching 18 to 22-year-olds, and he doesn't want any part of the next level. Yeah, he's like, hey, them guys make too much money. They don't want to listen. No. No, well, they don't. No. <laughs> no, it's tough. It's yeah. tough. Well, way to go, Dion. It's going to be fun to watch what he does with that squad, guys. He has certainly had a huge impact already without even playing a single game.